welcome to the very first episode of the Mock Stars podcast. I am your host, Evan Kunai, and I am here with Jordan Garcia. Yo, what up? And Christopher Ritter. What's up? <laughs> Dude, that energy level. Love to see it. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. You can follow yeah. us on any of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. You can find all those links below in the description. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you first. And you can go ahead and like this video, subscribe and hit the bell for more updates. All right. Today, we're talking about a controversial topic, secret layers. Love them. Mm. Hate them. We're going to have a mix of those Love opinions here at this table. I can guarantee that. Yes, sir. All right. So we're going to start talking. Each of us, we're going to talk about our least favorite secret layers. Then we're going to move on to our favorite secret layers. And then we're going to talk more about secret layers in a different context. So I think Evan is the one who has spent the most of his money on, <laughs> on this product. So uh, why don't you why don't you kick us off, man? God, I'm so slander deep. I'm absolutely <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely in deep in secret layer. I've and in debt. Uh, I'm actually paying attention to when they draw from my account, and I'm like starting to learn that like oh they're, you know they're drawing every two weeks now. So. Um, yeah, no, gone are the days of three months before you see that withdrawal. Yeah, it used to be like, you know, I have another, you know, this is going to hit another paycheck. And yeah. now it's like, no, this is going to hit the next paycheck. Yeah. You've ordered enough of these that you have a data set <laughs> to track when they're being released. I do. There are I enough do. plot points to yeah. figure out. Yeah, I am so like on the money with, with any of these secret layers. So, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, my favorite secret layer of all time is probably... Man, I got to say it's the Street Fighter one. Yeah, you love it, dude. I did love it. It's and good art. It wasn't just the artwork. It wasn't just like, because there are some secret layers out there that have like incredible art. Like mm -hmm. the, I'm a huge borderless foil guy, but these Street Fighter cards were just so unique. Universes Beyond has been controversial to say the least. And so when you introduce something and you put in the effort to create cards that are only available via secret layer that have very unique mechanics that are very flavorful and fit the characters that you're embodying, like that's, I think, why it is the full picture. Like they, they made Chun-Li like it's absolutely baller, like yeah. just a very flavorful card. It hits all the proper points. And yeah, it every single one of them i've always admired when they're when they manage to make mechanics reflect flavor on a card and yeah. like when you can like really thoroughly see like a mechanic seems like a chun li mechanic that's like very hard to do and in, in a you know a gameplay environment where you're trying to balance you know a million cards at the same time yeah it all matters like when it hits you too and like we were in a stage of magic that i wouldn't call the golden era by any means we were seeing cards that were being limited by effects that said like once per turn you know it felt like a very limited design space at the time and so when when this one was announced it was when, when did uh the street fighter secret lair come out just it, for context yeah it was uh right around midnight hunt okay so like the innistrad midnight hunt is that when a, you can buy it or when it came out like when it was announced okay yeah yeah so they haven't been out very long. No, you and I've already sold most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lion's eye diamond. <laughs> Don't blame me. Uh, but yeah, it, it just it felt like a very like it felt like a fresh breath of air in a time when design was very limited that they weren't being super creative with what they were putting mm -hmm. out. Yeah, I felt like that's what specifically was very creative mechanically speaking. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Where like, I don't know, like the walking dead one was more just like yeah i think when we were here at work and we were just like something to be desired we were constantly talking about like man we are in a rut we're not like we're not brewing we're not yeah. brewing right now you know and it was as soon as the street fighter thing dropped it was just like boom you know like inspiration we just started brewing like crazy just around these like cards. Now, now for you was that the mechanics in the set or was it just uh working with that material, working with Street Fighter stuff, you're all of a sudden excited separate from actually playing the cards. Oh man, it was it was the like mechanics of it. Um I because honestly I wasn't like super stoked when the Street Fighter stuff was announced. Like the Universes Beyond stuff was very like Yeah, we were pretty cold on it at first. Yeah, it, honestly very I was super cold on it. I like I'd saw it was pretty early on in Universes Beyond too. Like it was Walking Dead and then they'd done the uh, Stranger Things Stranger Walking Things, yep. Dead and this was kind of like the third one where we were like, "Oh wow, it's actually not pushed. Like it's kind of yeah. well balanced and it's fun and it's interesting." Yeah. So the mechanics look super fun and yeah. very unique build arounds, which is mm -hmm. like like each one would have been a un interesting casual commander and like you could have a fun time building that deck. Yeah, like Dalsum's like 
reach tribal with your power matters as long as it's below two. You know, it's like and yeah. you can draw cards. Like you know? none of so, them are broken, but they're yeah. all just fun. Yeah, E Honda with the like plus uh whatever, whatever you're t- and then hit with toughness. Yeah. Like it's crazy how uh how powerful some of them are if you do the proper build around. Now for you guys are is that the appropriate like uh power level for a secret layer in the universe's beyond realm? Because I'm looking at these Transformers cards that got spoiled Ah, man, I'm talking like mechanically unique cards, mechanically unique cards uh, like that you want to build around. Is that what you want out of the universes beyond product? I think it's honestly a good thing. Like I love broken stuff uh, and building in it, (laughs) but I don't necessarily want that being printed in like the like this is the scenario where you can only get it is paying for this in this limited time frame. Mm -hmm. And it just does breed a lot of. Uh, lack of availability for people to build that kind of stuff. Just percentage wise, you're going to see it at the table less often, but exactly. you're still going to see it. Yeah. And it's yeah. also hard to get your hands on sometimes. Some of these are like the Rick is probably one of the best humans ever printed from Walking Dead and he's $50 now. Yeah. A lot of FOMO like, involved yeah. with this. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I like that they're not printing overtly broken, unique mechanic stuff. I think they're, if they're going to do that, it should stick to like, you know, non rotating sets like you know commander product and you know modern horizons product and stuff like that that's where i want to see those things yeah well the like the transformer stuff isn't necessarily secret layer like uh isn't accessible via secret layer it is something that but it's universes beyond yeah in universes beyond that's um i think it is appropriate power level like it's just funky enough i know like hasbro owns the rights to half the world at this point you know there's a lot of different like magic cards and universes beyond that we could see i mean lord of the rings is coming up but this is one where like yeah i see it like the transformers and i think they're flavorfully on point they do agreed yeah yeah like the uh mechanics of the cards fit the characters well and well balanced Mm -hmm. again i think like they're not broken not overpowered but they're gonna be fun i think they're gonna be fun it's fair that's Uh, fair I would say, as a minor point, uh, Transformers have been around for a while. There are various permutations of Transformers set in different fantasy worlds. Why did they choose the one that they chose rather than the one that fits better with the world of Magic the Gathering? Totally. I mean, we're looking... I mean, they've had... uh, What? They had the Transformer promos from before where you could get uh, Grimlock as like a Naya commander for... Yeah. Like a Naya dinosaur commander. Very... thought that was money. Beast Wars, baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Beast Wars is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's let's. That's that I, honestly. I, oh, I would have on loved, the books. <laughs> would have loved a Beast Wars. That, that would have been sick. <laughs> let's go. No. Uh, what a uh, what's your what's your least favorite, dude? Uh, let's see. My, Gotta keep us moving along. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, my least favorite was the Happy Yargle Day, <laughs> and it was you're not it, a Yargle stand, huh? It was like the value of the set. And like I've said before, every secret layer is worth it, like value wise. And that's why I keep buying them is because you can spend $30 on the non-foil version and like, hey, the value's there. And you can spend $40 on the foil version. And the happy Yargle Day one, I just looked at it and I was like, oh my God, it's swords to plowshares has been reprinted. Can we stop like putting swords to plowshares in every single secret layer pack? I, every special release has a swords to plowshares reprint. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at this point, like if you look at what they're doing, well, we're jumping topics, but if you look at what they're doing for Magic 30, Soul Ring has been downshifted to common, which is appropriate. Yeah, finally. Yeah. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Thank you. So do that to swords to plowshares. Treat it like a common. Yeah, right. 100%. Yeah. And I yeah. want to stop seeing it in like bulk filler in every promo pack. That yeah. Can you imagine the popper scene with swords <laughs> to plowshares at common? <laughs> yeah, that's a different. That's a different episode. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Well, yeah, Chris. Uh, what is? What about you? What's your favorite and least favorite secret layer? I've spent uh, zero dollars at Wizards of the Coast ordering secret layers. I've ordered none of these. Uh, the Magic you. 30 set might pique my interest. I, yeah. I still have to make a decision on that. Uh, so for me, my favorite and my least favorite are all of them. <laughs> Nothing has piqued my interest yet. I uh, So for me, I'm a gameplay first yeah. person. Uh, less of the collector standpoint. Less of like a collector. The, the collector aspect and looking for value aspect is really to fuel the game. Right. Spend, spend less outside money. Mm-hmm. Um, Matter spec on this. Uh, I know I don't always live up to that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's hard to be. It, it's hard to time. do that. Uh, so for me, uh, yeah, all there. I have not found something that generates enough interest for me to, to spend the money. I would rather have the original printing. Uh, a lot of these secret layers, you know, <clears throat> there's various printings of these cards already, and I can yeah. find one that aesthetically fits yeah. with what I want. Yeah, I mean it. 
to to that point too it's like there's so many secret layers of so many different artworks out there right now when you shuffle a deck up if you you know when you're playing against someone who buys a lot of secret layers because it looks <laughs> like they're tell. playing four or five different card games in a single deck yeah see so that's Which actually one vibe. that is one aspect that i do like oh you do okay. so i have uh you know for my high for a high power deck i have uh dina hulk mm-hmm. um green black uh, it, you know way. the usual list but I run the secret layer Protean Hulk in there God, because I'm so often tutoring for Protean Hulk mm-hmm. in that deck because it's yeah. the win con. Right. And I just want to be able to find it. So you're, a, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair and right. that, well, that version is so sexy. It's the best. It's a good looking Protean, Protean, it, Protean yeah. Hulk. You're not much of a foil guy though, right? Like, I mean, if, if the foil's there and it's not that much more expensive than the regular version, they play mechanically the, the same. Yeah. The foiling effect isn't always, uh, that aesthetically pleasing. True. I, I you know, uh, an, another secret weird. layer I like because the foiling is good is the ghostly prison with the neon ink. Yeah. So uh, something like that. Yes, I'll go for the foil. Otherwise, I don't really care about the foil. That Fair much. enough. Just keep it cheap. Yeah. Keep it cheap. I, yeah. I respect it. That whole monstrosity. I'm glad you're here. You uh, balance out our perspective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do. <laughs> that I mean, that monstrosity drop with like Gishath and Protean Hulk, like I have that was seen a really both, good pickup. Yeah, I've seen both prints, like the, the foil etched and the non-foil versions. And honestly, the foil etched look great. The way they like put that shine over the mm-hmm. green and like how the Protean Hulk stands out from amongst that, it's, it's really a pretty card and mm-hmm. a, a well-designed set. I was thoroughly shocked because for a while there, you did not know what you were getting with foil etched anything. Like the mystical archives dude yeah i mean <laughs> just did not know foilage out of the gate in commander legends was left a lot to be desired it was terrible yeah, i was honestly a little like i was way more impressed with the commander legends foil etched than i was with the mystical archives once they took it to that level and they're like oh yeah we're only doing borders and oh, oh yeah you're talking like how stingy they were yeah, yeah 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 it's like they just showed us how cool foil etched was going to be in yeah, Commander so Legends. If, and- if you look at the strixhaven mystical archive japanese alternate art ones the foil etching for a lot of times the only time you're seeing that foiling is on the rarity symbol yeah. oh like I the know. border yeah. like yeah pencil so yeah. thin, one micron thick border yeah. of etching just around the text box. You're looking at the guy who uh, thought buying into the foil etched mystical archive Japanese variants was a good investment. And uh, spoiler alert, it's not. They were ugly. Yeah, I buy. I bought one expensive one. I forget what it was. And I got it and I was so sad. They, <laughs> they're, price wise, they're a lot of them are below the original printings. Yeah. Could you? When yeah. They yeah, came yeah, out, they yeah. Went, uh, when they yeah. came out, like no one knew at the time. So. Oh, the value dropped off. I mean, right, really, yeah. the only value you're getting out of that is demonic tutor and a handful of other things. Right. Could you point. imagine at the time when the, like foil etched was this up and coming like new foiling technique that they were using and uh, you saw the pre-orders for a foil etched Japanese variant demonic tutor and you said, I'm going to spend $350 on that and then you Ugh. get it in the mail and it is not You even, get a little shiny border. Yeah, you got a box. little foil etched border. <laughs> Just shows you where the text box is. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I I hate it. All right, Jordan, your turn now. What's your favorite? Uh, right. So, um, my favorite is got to be the uh, Dan Fraser signets, and I'll loop in the Dan, Dan Fraser uh, talismans as well. Yeah. Um, I jokingly put artist series sub McKinnon on here. Um, oh, I but, thought that was your. I thought what that was your primary choice. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought we agreed not to get political on this podcast. Uh, I mean, I didn't say anything political. <laughs> All I did was say the name Seb McKinnon. Um, I mean, you've got a few of his playmats. Uh, we all have a few of his playmats if you want to go there. Uh, anyway, uh, that. that's another podcast episode. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I think my favorite has the ones that are just just finished uh, as of time of recording this is the Dan Fraser Signets. I think one, Dan Fraser makes amazing artwork. Like he did the original uh, Moxes. That's and, a huge troll for me uh, in terms yeah, of piquing my interest. Yeah, like yeah. Yes. artist series, that's the way to do it. 100%. Yeah. I love that. And as, like to your point, Ritter, is just having like the buy-in value of the game. Those are all like extremely usable like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and so getting because i wasn't i liked that he was doing the talismans but it, the talismans are not or not the talismans sorry the yeah i think signets. you got them flipped there yeah, yeah, yeah. The, he i like that he was doing the signets because i thought it was cool 
but I didn't buy them because I don't use signets in any of my decks. I do put talismans in pretty much every single one of my decks, though. Yeah, crazy good value on the talismans. Like the yeah. signets, not so much. The artworks are cool. And I guess that like loops back is like they're pulling classical magic artists to do these artist series, and the fact that they're actually putting valuable reprints in those is drawing mm-hmm. more players to buy more secret layers. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, Magic Thirty is coming up. It's a game that's been around for thirty years. Mm-hmm. There were. You know, I've been playing it for 26 of those years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and there's people that have uh, that were from the jump, the full 30, and they're still in the game like yep. me. And so, you know, if you're going to draw on these classic artists, draw on these classic pieces like yep. it, that's that's money in the bank. And these mm-hmm. especially uh, are the people, the older players, the people with disposable income to right. spend on oh. these. Are yep. you talking about the whales? The whales, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Oh, the whales. Yeah. So um. We'll talk about more set, uh, some of the secret layer drops that I really like in the main discussion point. But I brought this up because not only is the art from Dan Fraser awesome, but just what a great value it is for buying those and getting a whole pack. And who knows what the secret card is going to be in those. I'm sure it's going to be something good and I'm going to regret not buying them. Yeah, the Arcane Signet was was such yeah, a Yeah, getting the Arcane surprise. Signet out of the... Uh, the Signet drop. Oh, yeah, my yeah. goodness. That was great. Um, man, Evan, I want to ask you a question, but I think this uh, parlays into the next topic. Which is when you're looking at a secret layer, is that a big thing for you? The individual value of the cards versus the printings? Like, do you need parity there or do you need it to, you know, the value to already exceed the no. card value to buy it? Nope. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I, like, I don't care at all. There have been like so many secret layers out there that have broken parity and it's been like way more valuable than like the ticket price. And there have been some that I've bought that have been far, far below, but it's more or less just like, what cards I want. Mm-hmm. There's some like secret layers that have just been like dookie, have been like really bad or um, maybe not as popular. And the thing is, is that sometimes I'll still buy those. So yeah. y- as an investor in secret layers, you're not letting yourself be driven by passion. Uh, it- I, I am. It's it's like first and foremost, my, my interest in the artwork and the cards right? Like what cards are being reprinted? Like I didn't go for like the concordant crossroads, uh, secret layer. Like I I can't remember what artist series that was, but it it wasn't one that I was like super interested in because God, it was just such a bad turnaround. Like if you pre-ordered that and you were like, this is the first time they've reprinted concordant crossroads. Two months later, they printed double masters and they had a concordant crossroads reprinting. So I can't imagine how many people just went back and just like canceled their pre-orders for that secret layer. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's like a gut feeling. I definitely like okay. go on my gut with it. Um, there are some that have been like less than popular. And I think the thing to understand about secret layers is that it is a FOMO thing and that's what they're capitalizing on. So when you go in and you're buying secret layer, uh, if it's less popular, there are le- there, it's printed to demand. So there are less cards on the market if it is less popular. So that's yeah. that's sometimes why. I've seen it happen with you a couple of times. It's yeah. really annoying where I'm like, there's nothing good in the set. I can't believe you bought this. And you're like, yeah, nobody bought it. And so now everything's super expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like when you uh, turned around, you had bought that Commander Sphere from the... Uh, mm, I can't remember. It was like the little trinkets. Yeah. Secret layer drop cool, has though. a toad on it. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Like I did not like that one. I didn't buy it. I wish I would have bought it because no one bought it. Mm-hmm. The Arcane Signet and like the Arcane Signet, the Commander Sphere, the Chromatic Orrery, all from that set. Crazy, crazy valuable. So I guess that's a little bit of insight is like I do go with my gut. It mm-hmm. sometimes is inexplainable. I, I can't really like put my finger on it. But yeah, I'll just pull the trigger on things that I feel good about. All right. Word. It, All right. It just so happens to be 90% of it. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good about 90% of the product they come out with. <laughs> All right, should we move on to our main topic here? I, yeah. I think we're in it. I, I mean, yeah, yeah we did stray into it a little bit there. Yeah, but our, you, our you even said to- the magic word product. Secretly yeah. as a product. Product? Yeah, our sponsor main topic possibilities. Today. Ooh, yeah, yeah, sponsor us. <laughs> I mean, Here's I, layer. <laughs> I will say I bought these secret layers if you just send them to me. Ritter's yeah. brought every single secret layer. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, sick. Yeah, our main Sorry, uh, yeah on. our main subject today is just talking about secret layer as a product, and that like relates to so much because there's so much depth to it. Like we talked about collecting, we talked about price and like matching it, and does it like exceed value, break parity? Uh, what does it look like for the long term? Like 
when you buy a secret layer, how long are you planning on holding on to it? Are you playing yeah. with the cards? Are you buying the little secret layer like uh, card carrying cases? Yeah, the that new, they're selling like, uh, now. Slabs, you know, the the magnetic slabs that the, they're starting to pe- sell now. People who look twenty years out and are just like, yeah, okay, I'm putting this. Uh, I'm putting this Mystic Remora in one of these cases because I am not touching it for 20 years because it's never going to be printed again. Or are you like buying sealed and you're keeping it sealed for like a long time and trying to sell it like a year later, you know, like there's a lot of people doing that. Um, Yeah, I think uh, I guess to start off is just to like explain Secret Lair. We talked about it a little bit, but like when it was introduced in 2019 with that first big drop, they had said that, you know, you have started COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Started COVID. And they just said, uh, you have two weeks to buy this, and if you don't buy it, it's gonna be gone forever. It was the gods, right? It was uh no, it wasn't the gods. It was the cats and oh, that's a, right, a few uh, yeah, a few yeah, other right. ones too. Yeah, the Theros ones. Those came, are right before COVID. Yeah, yeah. the Theros gods came a little bit later, along with you know like right alongside Theros Beyond Death, and so it was printed to demand, and it was printed only for you know only available for like two weeks, and so now. You look at it and you can sort of reflect and have, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, what is the value of those cat cards from the first? And so you can kind of make Pretty your high. assumptions on like when you're investing in these. I guess you know, yeah, it was like Miri was on that, right? Yeah, Miri, Weatherlight Duelist. If you go to Card Kingdom, it's a $45 card on Card Kingdom right now. And the whole bundle was, yep. it was when bundles were $30 and they didn't have the choice of foil and non-foil. So like this, this program, this project that Wizards experiment that they've been running, it's been... Well, it was an experiment then. Now I think it's yeah. it's just part of the regular product cycle. Oh, right. Yes, well, yes, yes. yeah. But that brings me to like what I was talking about this morning with Evan was why did they choose now to completely change the entire business model of Secret Layer for the 30th anniversary? Uh, I mean, I think... Th- the 30th anniversary is a good opportunity to reshape what the game is. And like test the waters on like how they're yeah, marketing I mean, this like exclusive product. Yeah. I mean, cause you're looking at just in the general culture, um, more of a shift from things have to have inherent value to things just having value as collectibles themselves. So you have like digital basketball cards that have their own sort of like chase cycle and that sort of stuff. And I think, you know, wizards, uh, for legal reasons, says they are not involved in the secondary market, but uh, yeah, it's bullshit. I mean, they would be a bad business and bad businessmen if they weren't carefully observing the secondary market and tracking what goes on there and uh, manipulating that in a way that they can legally get away with. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what we're seeing with secret layers. They're creating their own chase variants. Yeah, they are. And they can sell it direct to the consumers. Yeah, they're literally creating a secondary market. They're just gauging what their product is worth. They are making zero dollars right now off of uh, black lotuses, you know? Right. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know what I mean? (laughs) And uh, they're not idiots. They know they're leaving money on the table. Right. Does someone have the image of the seven cards that are uh, spoiled for the secret lair that's coming up? For Magic Thirty, oh, it's not. Uh, I do, and to give context to this, uh, uh, if do, do you want me to name them? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, are we talking the the secret layer Magic 30, 30 the, card drop? Exactly. Yep. So we got Shark Typhoon, Necropotence, Chrome Mox, Birthing Pod, Elsbeth, Sun's Champion, Nickel Bolas, God Pharaoh, and Bloodbraid Elf. I will say that all of these have different art styles. Yeah. So. Well. To the uninitiated, this whole drop is going to be 30 cards. It is a limited quality, so a break from the norm with secret layers. And it is going to be $150. And so if you are paying attention to the market at all, you're going to hear those seven cards and realize that they break parity. Yeah, just off the dome, those Literally. seven cards, you're, you're making get, your money back. You're going to get 23 yeah. more cards you know, with that drop. Yeah, just these here. Um, the... Things that they're changing up that I don't really like is like I've liked that there is a foil option and not foil option and they do not give you that choice anymore. It is now, what did you say, a 30% chance that some of the cards will be foiled? How does that work? Yeah, it's like there's a 30% chance that any of the cards will come in foil. So, you know, there theoretically is a chance that your whole drop arrives in the mailbox foiled out. So and each slot has a 30% exactly. chance. Exactly. Okay. Wow. Um, I do, I will say I do love some of the arts on just the seven spoiler, like that necropotence. I'm buying that mm-hmm. like, 
Yeah. No questions asked. Like, it's so cool. And also, speaking of Dan Frazier, Dan Frazier made a freaking Chrome Mox for this. Foil or not, I want that in my hand. Yeah, the discussion, I've been monitoring it throughout the day today because this just happened this morning, the spoiler for it. And so I got to work today and I told Jordan about it and he's sitting there and he's just like, uh, yeah, I want that, right? And then I tell him the conditions for getting it and he's just like... Um, okay, that's yeah, you're, you're pissed. <laughs> but as the day has gone on and it's, you know, read, you know, come back to the surface and discussion over the course of the day, you're starting to fantasize I mean, about how you are going to make it happen to where I mean, you can buy it. I mean, all of us today it. were like, hey, doesn't this suck? I'm still going to buy it. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Today we're like, you're I want to still yeah. buy it. It's available November 1st for sale. And so you are sitting there and you're strategizing at what time does it drop? And how prepared do 9 I need to be? It's Pacific don't, time. Don't tell 9 a.m. Pacific time. So I'm literally sitting there at 8.50, refreshing my server, just waiting for it to like become available because it's going to be gone in two minutes mm. flat. Now, can we take a little digression? Do, do we want to talk about ways to optimize actually getting to it before the bots and the other customers? Yeah, that'd be great. I don't yeah. know how to do it. but uh, So for me, uh, in my quest to acquire a PS5 and in uh, other contexts, the way to do it is you have multiple browsers open, uh, both regular Windows, incognito Windows in each. So uh, Chrome, Firefox, have them both going. Have a regular window, incognito window, um, and every possible instance of that, page, of that page with your shopping cart you can get to or to put in your shopping cart. Uh, just be refreshing that, uh, you know, 8.58, 8.59, just every 10 seconds, cycle through all of them and just wait for one of them to hit. Oh. And that's the way to do it. Wow. Yeah. You heard okay. it here first. Yeah. I've never even thought of like using that as a strategy. That's genius. That's pretty sick. And we should test it out on November 1st. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, on a laptop, on your mobile phone as well. Oh, yeah. Because uh, the mobile site will load differently pretty much than the desktop Windows site. Well. So just maximize your chances of uh, hitting the jackpot. Yeah. Sick. Let's I try imagine, it out. Yeah. I imagine these servers are going to crash after <laughs> about five minutes of, of action. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I do like that they're actively trying to make it so you get them for Christmas. Like, I mean, that is their essential, their point for having them limited. By December 1st. By December 1st. So it's going to be a really quick thing. Yeah, I can't. I should get that money in the bank when you sign up say, for that secret layer. I can't plan that paycheck out. They're just going <laughs> to yeah. take it right out of my account. Oh, my goodness. But yeah. Oh, my goodness. This Necrobones, I'm just swooning over. I know, Ritter, you hate the chibi. You hate the chibi Nickelballus. <sighs> chibi art, waifu art, I, it makes me <laughs> embarrassed to play the game. Uh, so... <laughs> Okay, if you sit down at the table with a chibi or, or well, more like a waifu playmat. Oh, there are uh, playmats I've refused to borrow from Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. There, it just it just sends a message for, for all you listen out there. If you're if you're playing on a waifu mat, you're sending a message. <laughs> if you're comfortable sending that message, like good on you. There was a meme going around on Reddit this weekend of uh, an older magic player teaching his teenage daughters to play magic, uh, and unfortunately, all of his gear, his sleeves, his play mats were just oh. waifu cards, and you could oh, see the embarrassment uh, on his daughters' faces. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> what a great Cringe. way to not get them into the game. <laughs> yeah. To guarantee that they'll never play magic again. Uh, and so I guess to dive a little bit deeper into Secret Lair, we've talked about the value of reprints. Like, does it break parity? Now, the collector's value of this, I guess, you know, we could dive in and just say, like, based on demand, how long do you have to wait to for to see your return on these? Well, I think there's like there's an initial spike because they don't get distributed equally. So some people will get their hands on them first and then you'll see them go up on TCG player for, you know, an inflated two to three times the normal price. Right. So, I mean, if you're one of those lucky ducks and you can get up there, you know, day one of distribution day, freaking go for it. I mean, you got that mystic remora for what? $30. Well, yeah. So we were looking at the mystic remora, um, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous art, by the way. And the only time that card has ever been printed foil. So one of the mm-hmm. reasons, you know, that clues me in as a collector, like definitely get in on this. Um, the night before it, it was at like almost $60, I want to say. It was just like crazy high. And then I woke up in the morning and I saw it for like 23 bucks with shipping. Like, right. Like, yep, I'll take that. It's not going to be that, that way in three days. Right. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't. No. Yeah. So there's... 
usually that initial spike of it being high because a few people got it and they want to gouge you. And then there's the drop because everybody gets it all at once. And there's that influx of product. It's the boat we see two to three weeks into a new set coming out and everybody's selling back all their draft cards. And yeah. then and then you'll watch that like a uh, pretty gradual rise. But at the same time, I think a lot of these actually aren't gradual. A lot of them have pretty they escalate pretty quickly. Yeah, when you're looking at the secondary market for cards, like you you're building a deck, you're brewing a deck, and we all know that like we're all foil heads in a way. Like we love foils. We love going for like the premium option of a card. I mean, because of Ritter, but why would you Well, I mean sometimes. Yeah. If it's the coolest version of the card. Yeah. If yeah. It's I mean, coo- yeah. Yeah. I mean, that Mr. Gamora, like, holy shit, what an upgrade. Why half that. asset? Yeah. You know, like whole asset. Just put your whole right ass in there. In there. <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> and so, like, when you're looking at the secondary market, uh, do you re- ever regret not buying a secret layer based on, like, what it costs when you look at it when you want to buy it? Like, like as a single. Like, when you go to buy a single and you're like, damn, I wish I had bought that. Yeah. Literally like, all the time I have that feeling. Like Cause, I, especially because I'm watching you buy all these fucking packs and then I don't buy them. And then not three weeks later, I find myself on TCG trying to like poach out one of the singles and it's just the same price you bought the entire thing for. Yeah, that Kellogg's Loop one is definitely like a very good example of oh that. My because God. that one, oh God, when I when that was spoiled and I saw it, I knew immediately I was buying 100%. a lot of them. Like, I don't know if everybody has like that initial, like maybe they don't have that collector instinct or whatever, like this is going to be profitable. But I mean, this is a great one to look at if anybody wants to kind of see what we're looking at for uh, a, a set or a drop that might be a good return on investment. Um, it had a Mr. Gamora, which is the only foil printing, uh, and the original art was, you know, so-so. Immediately worth the value of the of the drop alone, itself. 100%. Yeah, alone. Um, and then a burgeoning, and then a Utopia sprawl. And that's not even it. There were more cards in there. Yeah, there's a like, Retreat to Coral Helm, too. Yeah, yeah. And then you pretty, pretty get your, it. you know, your little surprise card, which could have been a blueprint like Panharmonicon, which would have exceeded the value of, of the box itself. Right. So. so, like, literally, the burgeoning would have paid for this set. The Utopia sprawl pays for half of it. The Mr. Grimora pays for, you know, that and then two more of them. Yeah. Over. So, some, like, yeah. what just a, a clear easy pickup if you want to make some money on some cards like obviously not financial advice but this is what we look for when we're like investing in cards and hoping to flip them yeah it's what i'm looking at and like there's actually one that i look back on and there's it's a little regret here and there um the i know you put it in the notes here the Fortnite set had some pretty great cards flavorfully (laughs) like i know it's universes beyond and i know that when they introduced the Godzilla cards and they said, we're going to... Those like, were sick, though. You know, give these Very cards... Sick. Those yeah. were sick. Yeah, those were I great. do own one of those. Like, like those Godzilla. and yeah. the Dracula ones. Like, I don't... Oh, the Dracula ones are I sick, I don't yeah. mind the reskinning. Yeah. If you, you say what it, the card is, you mm-hmm. have the text below, and it's the same freaking thing. It's not unique. Like, I love that. That's fine. They've whiffed on some of these, like, basic land prints, and they've definitely hit home runs on the basic land, like, prints. It is just so ridiculous to me that still to this day, you, when you buy a basic land secret layer, you only get one of each. Yes. Okay. Now that we have a platform, I've been screaming this for three years, ever since they, they premiered these Godzilla basics. I don't know if it's three years fully. Give but us the option to buy a quantity. I would love to buy singles. I I will spend too much money if I can guarantee that my mono blue deck has 34 Godzilla Islands foil. Yeah. I will spend way too much money doing that. Or those 8-bit, uh, like the 8-bit snow-covered islands. Yeah, those were awesome too. But like, there's no world in which I can spend $40 on five, one of each stupid basic land and then get enough of them to have a full color deck. Well, if you're playing a CDH deck, uh, that's all you need. You need five. You, don't, you can throw them all in the trash yeah. and you'll be good to go. <laughs> 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 um, I do want to. Yeah. So the Fortnite thing kind of circling back to that. I put in there because I did not buy it, even though it had the clear present value of having a foil Ristic study reprint in it. Well, that was the um, arc. What was that? It was a League of Legends one. That was the League of Legends uh, secret layer drop. Not Fortnite. No, no, no. Are I, I, I'm Those sure are different it games. It was the arcane. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're different games. Oh, wow. Oh, arcane been, is League of Legends. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Are, whatever that show was. All right. It, so disregard. So not yeah. Fortnite. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm talking specifically about the the League of Legends. That arcane. You're right. It was the yeah. show. So yeah, they had the Ristic Study foil reprint in that, and I didn't get it because I thought all the arts were lacking drastically in that. Um, it was the most low effort secret layer. Literally, that they, they were so screenshots far. from the 
Okay, beeping show. I, like, holy God. I have to walk back my statement. It is not the most low effort secret layer they've done. The full text basic lands was Thank the you. lowest effort Thank secret you. layer that they've ever done. No, they had to have an original thought. So that was a little bit of effort. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, they had to have someone come up with enough words to yeah, fill exactly. out the whole card. So someone put effort yeah. into that. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. True, true, true. And this one, they did not put any effort. They literally went into the show. And they just took screenshots of the show off Netflix and put them on. Not cards. exciting screenshots, by the way. Like yeah. if you look at them, like what is this Ristic study? Yeah, they were like, I'm not going to hit this 15 second rewind. That's no, too much effort. <laughs> yeah, where you're like, it. yeah, you know where you're on TikTok and you're like, you're waiting for the, the little bop and the girls like clothes are different and you're like, you're just like, I want to catch it, but you can never catch it. Yeah. That's the whole point of those TikTok things, and you accidentally hit it twice and you like the fucking thing. Well, the thing was, it's the side, same goddamn point. <laughs> side by side to that League of Legends print was a set of basic lands too, and it was just screen screenshots, not even full art, like borderless foils or anything. It was just screenshots from the shows of like, it just looked like you were in Kaladesh, but um, with no soul. Well, you know, the secret layers are there for wizards to test the waters. Mm -hmm. And in this case, they were testing the waters of how much garbage will you buy? <laughs> yeah. And they, yeah. seriously, like, and they've done it. They're, the they're checking the floor. Yeah. Like yeah. when the, I remember when secret layer first started, a lot of things kind of like the first few had a lot of value, like Theros gods, tons of value yes. but right after that dude like they were like all right what if we put one reprint that's valued at 15 dollars out of foil in the set and then we put four cards that total the value of one dollar like can we get away with you selling you this for the same price of 40 dollars? yeah i mean mind you it kind of goes back to the point the mission of secret layers it's printed to demand so if they go ahead and they decide hey we're going to design this we're going to pay the the artists little to nothing and then or nothing because we're taking screenshots from a show <laughs> like licensing fees yeah licensing fees and uh no one buys it they do not have to produce it <laughs> and so maybe they maybe they printed like 10 sheets of those basic lands and then just cut them up for you know the kids back home like that could have been what happened and they are out nothing on it but on the other side when someone does buy a secret layer that you know and it is printed to high demand it's um what cost them five dollars to produce like the box the cards the packaging and then uh, you're already paying for the shipping it's like so it's just more money in the bank for them yeah the fact that they don't really have to risk anything up front yeah and then just get a big old lump sum of money and run the print job it's a it's a pretty good business model yeah the house always sure. wins the house always wins yeah, yeah. Sure. little to no repercussions on it at all because they've definitely printed some very low quality like cards i mean that, there was a year straight where i just refused to buy them because they're all pringles yep they're pringles like the i think the international women's day one is the one i keep going back to that was just the absolute worst for quality it before you even like well here's the thing you open the box and you pulled it out and it's sissy like right on the front and you're like wow these look great and you're like ready to open up the pack and as soon as the seal breaks on the little plastic pack <laughs> the air flows into the pack <laughs> yeah the air flows into the pack and the whole all of the cards simultaneously pringle it looks it like, like rigor mortis yeah was there like a cartoon yeah. pop like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah just like they all just yeah literally just instantly popped into pringle shape and it it's was like just a snap like bracelet. it was heartbreaking because you know it, for $50 and like for sweet cards like at the time i mean uh what's that marin of Nel clan neltoth was like a i think it was a really cool set yeah yeah it was crazy good artwork and like a very expensive card um you know and you really wanted to like collect these and keep your hand you know like yeah like it, that's them. the thing it is they're solely dedicated or like targeting collectors right it is yeah. like for collectors and you're giving them a product that collectors really can't even use it, like, it's damaged yeah you're, it's essentially you're giving them damaged product out of a box it was uh yeah it was funny that the community was in pretty big uproar for that one and then i feel like they listened a little bit and they were like okay maybe we can't get away with that all the time but yeah you know, and i know like, like you know with here covid there. there was a lot of like you know they had to find new print shops and stuff like that yeah and they were so outsourcing i, I, I a get lot. that like you know it's hard to keep quality going but i don't know i mean i like i said i stopped buying them for pretty much a year straight and then i bought singles and i bought the walking ballista where it looks like a transformer or whatever and yeah it was just awful like awful pringle like i still I, the play point, with it the point where i don't even enjoy having it in my deck I, I, I traded it yeah yeah i don't like the original art on walking ballista and uh i still don't want the secret layer one because of the pringling yeah 100 yeah. like i i 
I like a nice deck of like going through and I love every card and it looks great. And I would hit that card every time. And I was like, the art does not compensate for me that I have a fucking half pipe in my deck. If the card feels bad, that leads to suboptimal plays. Yes. Like, you know, it's a psychological game a little bit. Right. You know, There's so many times when I've like, I've tried to like back wizards on this or like, just say like, back the foiling process and like the pringling of it just by saying like, hey, I'm putting him in a double sleeve. And if you play with it enough, it'll flatten out. There's one card in my collection that has not flattened out. It is that walking bro. Yes. I mean, I used to have it in Osgear and I'd be like, I've had the same deck for two years. I'd be like to the point where like, I'll be like, oh, walking bliss is on top of my deck right now because I can see that I I only have one card that looks like that. (laughs) I literally hope the judge does not walk over and see this right now. It is insane. Like literally you you shouldn't be tournament legal because yeah, because of it. (laughs) I don't know if every single walking blister from the secret layers like that, but both of ours were. Yeah. Yep. It was, uh, I mean, I traded in for it. I probably, I traded in for card kingdom and I spent $30 just to get the single and I regret it. It's a real bummer, right? It feels bad. Yeah. It feels bad moment. For sure. Uh, I will say, like, I mean, I actually, that was kind of like right at that time, Commander Legend stepped in and was like, hey, etched foils, they are not Pringles. Yeah. So I feel like we're all like kind of on the etched foil train. They're a little cheaper. They were guaranteed to not Pringle because Commander foils pringled like crazy too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just secret layers. Uh, but I feel like we're kind of out of that rut. I feel like a lot of the foils I've gotten lately have been really crisp. I've as, seen even some of the, the recent secret layers have been really good. Yeah, as they test out new foiling processes, we're actually seeing less and less Pringles uh, because you're actually having, they're actually having to put the cards through multi multiple layers of foiling. And so that sort of like irons out the process and they're, you're able to get a higher quality card. Like we can talk all day about quality of cards with Magic, but uh, there are other games that are doing it incredibly well like pokemon mm-hmm. their foils unbelievable did literally go spend foils. 25 cents on a vmax foil and you'll just be like blown away you're like yeah, this you're, card doesn't cost 50 dollars. that's you're like, crazy why am i playing magic when this game is so accessible yeah i just like foiled out and upgraded a pokemon precon deck for 15 dollars yeah, and it's, it's pretty, pretty it's pretty much like meta now <laughs> yeah uh, it is absolutely insane quick to put you guys on the spot uh before we exit our discussion on secret layers what is the secret layer that you feel you missed out on biggest secret layer i missed out on Mm, godzilla uh but i've been able to buy the ones that i want as singles i famously do not play blue or red for for the most part so don't need those uh but you know at the same time they're pretty pringly those Godzilla cards. Uh, So I think I would have ordered that and received in the mail and gotten five basic lands that were Pringles and it would have been a real bummer. Big old bummer. (laughs) I would have felt real excited opening that package and then taking those cards out. Those black Real boxes, I, those yeah. black secret layer boxes where it's like that, it's the cardboard, but it feels like velvety. I love mm-hmm. that shit. I love yeah. nice packaging. Box. I love it. Feels great. Okay, you so, open it. <laughs> so when the Godzilla stuff came out, that box was huge. Like they were like, hey, you are spending $40 to get this product and we're going to make sure that it comes in this like ritzy jewelry box mm-hmm. like for five cards and then the whole community was like you are wasting so much yes they got caught that like yeah it's five cards dog like it does not yeah, need to be just, this big and so now <laughs> if you actually order a secret layer which uh the this is what the kellogg's loop uh secret layers came in they came in a thin paper envelope with a like index card that said thank you and then the cards are in just a thin plastic sleeve I love that. You got to find a happy medium. (laughs) It is the cheapest packaging I've ever seen. Still $40, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's imagine. But you just got a nice secret layer with excellent packaging as well. We got to call it out. We got to call it out. Holy crap. I do have some FOMO on that one. Not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were only 10,000 produced and they were sold out in less than two hours. Wow. Really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. You tell everybody on it. Uh, Yeah. I bought the Here Be Dragons secret layer drop and like I kept getting email updates from them like, hey, we're, we're in the middle of production. We're super stoked to like get this out to you guys. Like Beatles and Grimm has been awesome as far as like that goes. And so they actually tease you as it's coming to you and they're like, hey, be sure to check out all the secrets in the box as you get going. Like and you're going through it. Don't you don't want to miss anything. And so people had to put spoilers on their YouTube videos of unboxing it because 
like it was full of spoilers and mm. secrets hidden throughout the like the secret layer. Yeah, it was really and, cool. Like kind of getting the photos from you as you were like opening it. You're like, oh yeah, I just got this and stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So as you're like as you're like going through it, I guess um as Wizards decides to outsource more secret layers to like different companies, I mm -hmm. think Beatles and Grimm sent like set like a, an incredibly high bar. I love the concept, honestly. Like, yeah, yeah. do that. I want to see what other people can do with this IP. I think it's very interesting. Now, it makes sense to me to have limited production for something you're outsourcing to because they sure. don't have all the resources that Wizards of the Coast does or Hasbro does to like make sure the printing can get done. No, no that it feels just, like a perfect like limited run for me. Yeah, it just does not make sense to me that they're doing this 30 Magic 30 thing in a limited run. Like they have the... I mean, you're doing a limited run with the 30% chance of foiling. Like, yeah. I just don't understand why now yeah. we decided to just switch everything on its head. Uh, to answer your question, I do think that was like, I do kind of, I missed out on the vibe of it. That's totally more of an experience too. I mean, you got some cards, obviously that Tiamat is going to, it was an experience for sure, but yeah, a very cool experience. And speaking of experience, I think the one I do have a little, like I missed out on a little bit was that mischief set. Cause I think Ooh. it was just one, the guy's just a freaking troll, which is hilarious that like he, yeah. he just, you know, did some things he probably shouldn't have done, but, uh, his art's really cool. You know, the way he approached the, the thing, like there's the, uh, planes, that's a, like a golf, uh, flag and stuff like that. Uh, God, what is it underneath? Yeah. It's actually not even a, you can play it as a planes, but it's not, it's got like a sticker on it, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. technically a planes. Yeah. It's a, uh, I forget. it's that, uh, red, white plane, uh, pain land. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Like yeah. A, so uh, forge or whatever. Yeah. And that was the same thing. You had the grim tutor and all these very different arts and like yeah, different right. finishes. I really do like from secret layer seeing how they um, not only experiment with business models, but also experiment with different foiling techniques, different processes to like, you know, doing this where you have a planes that you can peel off and you get something else like yeah, it was a uh, battlefield forge battlefield forge. Thank you. Yeah. So it's not always going to be the most valuable or stuff like that. But I think if you're selling experience like that, I think it's also really cool. And I do like to see them trying different things, trying different foils, you know? Right. I think that's really like, like you were saying that, uh, neon ink. I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Neon ink looks great on there on, a uh, on ghostly prison on yeah. Boseju who, uh, shelters all yeah, right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Hitagetsu. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and it was also on hall of the bandit Lord too. Hall of the bandit yes. Lord. I have that. Yeah. That one's money. Yep. Yeah, that one's my favorite one from that drop. Yeah, really cool. I like, keep doing that, Wizards. Like, I keep, I, I like all this weird art. I think those were all extra in, extra cards, right? In secret layers, they weren't themselves a secret layer? No, they were a secret yeah, layer. That was one full, oh, okay. yeah, one full yeah. set. So they've been, yeah, every set that comes out that's like standard legal, they will print a secret layer dedicated to it, like based on the like uh, showcase, mm. right? And so I, the one that I actually have FOMO about was missing out on the Kaldheim, this like the secret layers that dropped alongside Kaldheim because they did a Titans drop which had Uro and Kroxa. Oh, man. And, I, oh, I've seen that Kroxa. Yeah, yeah, you know, Grave that. Titan, uh, stuff like that. Oh, and, and Primetime. Prime That's Titan. why I didn't get it, because like I, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Bandit Commander, whatever. Yeah. And then that was before I had like more of a, a mind about other formats. And I'm like, so many people play Primetime in Modern. I and it's just traded it. <laughs> yeah, and it's the coolest version of yeah, Primeval. It was the coolest version of pretty much all three of those cards. Yeah, God, that Uro artwork is vicious. And yeah. so is the Kroxa one. Dude, like, it's, it's oh. funny. Those Call Time borders were legit. In the secret layers, yeah, I've seen them in person once, uh, and it's it's such a pleasure actually to like sit down at the table and I, I you know notice that it's someone else is a kindred spirit and loves secret layer the same way you do, and you see maybe drops that you didn't buy or like cards that you you sold and you you know you gave away like, um, but yeah, it's out of the ninety percent that I've bought. Uh, the one that, yeah, I definitely feel like I missed out on was, was those Kaldheim drops. Yeah. Those were real sweet. Yeah. And I'd say that the greatest and another one that I missed out on, which I did buy, I just didn't buy enough of it was the, uh, shock, the shock land drop. Yeah. The culture shock. That was like, we were talking about, it's like, we're like, oh my God, the value, the value, the value. I think when we, when we got you back into magic, Chris, we were looking through your trade binder and you're like, ah, I don't know if I have much in there. And then we immediately, you know, we get halfway through your book and then there's just shock land. Shock oh, land all, shock. all my money's in mana bases. Yeah. 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 It's like, it was it crazy be. to be like, oh, what do you mean you don't have value in here, dude? Like <laughs> you have a ton of value in here. I wish I had all these shock lands. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I want to get in on the land game, you know, I, yeah. I've yeah. traded a lot so I could kind of get the cards I wanted, but rebuilding and looking at rebuilding a collection, the mana base is where I want to be right now. Right. Like with the Infinity coming out, I'm just like, 
I'm salivating over these shock lands. Right yeah, now. you're saving up your paychecks to buy those galaxy foil okay. shock lands. Oh yeah, one of each. <laughs> what are they sitting at right now? 150 each on. Ooh, this is for the galaxy foil. Have you guys seen the galaxy foil? And like, <laughs> not in person. I looked no. it up I, after, person, but yeah. yeah, like on I saw a YouTube video. Oh my goodness, they're so cool. They they printed like a uh, little foil stars uh, in it, so it's like it's multi layered. It's like so an extra layer. It's of foil. Yeah. foil underneath, so like the background is foiled, and then they put this extra layer of like star foil on top. If you guys have ever played Yu-Gi-Oh and you go all the way back to uh, star foils there, it reminds me a lot of that. So if you uh, want that is not relatable content for me, but it yeah. sounds cool. But OK, so like go on TCG player. If you want to know what galaxy foil is going to look like, go spend five cents on a galaxy foil or on a star foil uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card. Doesn't you, matter what it is. Are you familiar with the meme of uh, Simpsons did it? Where it's just like, I think I forget what show it was, but they were just like, uh, they made a whole episode where like they were trying to come up with original content and it was just like, oh shit, the Simpsons already did this. Oh yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm aware of the Simpsons did it yeah. meme and yeah. Yeah. So that's what like kind of, I, I feel like Evan, and I talk about all the time lately is just like, yeah, magic doing some really cool foil stuff, but like Pokemon did that 15 years ago yeah. or Yu-Gi-Oh has been doing this the whole time. Like, well, is like, there, is there a sense that like the Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon crowd have sort of aged into playing like EDA? Or, oh, they, or, I feel like uh, there is some like crossover for sure. Mm -hmm. There's a lot like, of crossover, and it, so I, it's it's kind of the the fan base as well as wizards driving that. Yeah, the overlap, the people who do overlap, like from those other games, are the ones like me who are rolling their eyes when everyone's going Gaga over like galaxy foils, and you're like, you're like, I mean, I'm still going over Gaga over it. Yeah, I know. I get like, it. I get it. I, it might be different, but you're that, buying a playset the of them at 150 a piece. Yeah, <laughs> playset of all of them. That's yeah. not Gaga. <laughs> you're okay. Not, okay. <laughs> Just, just cool, a, just cool. an even keel, a cool bill, yeah. and, and uh, I'll have everything I desire. Yeah, it, it's not that I like. Uh, I, I'm shaming others for, and maybe I am shaming others for for like no but, ground yeah. to stand on. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll anyway. pull up your bank statements for your secret layer <laughs> purchases over the last two years. I think I think I've about tapped on my two cents on secret layer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we went along. I don't know if we need to go into any more discussion on secret layers here and stuff like that. We've already talked about what we've been picking up. But I think we definitely can... uh, mention below in the comments if you have a fav favorite secret layer. Yeah, what's your bring favorite up, secret layer? Like what the best arts that come out of these secret layers? With us? Yeah. What's your least favorite secret layer? Because yeah. there's plenty to dislike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's also to, plenty to like. Yeah, plenty to dislike and uh, exactly to regret said, top of the buying. Yep. Yeah. Dislike it because you didn't buy it. Convince me to buy one of these. Yes, guys. W all right. Well, oh, I will. Here we go. Here yeah. we go. Here's the question. No, I have Evan, you're not going to do it. I want the fans. <laughs> oh, okay. What should Chris buy as his very first secret layer? If it's yeah. not, not talking about the Magic Thirty, if he went back and bought one, what would it be? Yeah, leave you, leave that in the comments below. And uh, yeah, I, I really I'm curious to what the, the community has to say about it. Sweet. All right, guys, that's our time here with the Mock Stars podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And again, yeah, you can find all of our socials in the links down below. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.